This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. The coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light them up, everybody. Light them up. Welcome, everybody. Chuck Morrison, Mr. Jonathan. I'm David Garofalo. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Back live this week at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. That's exit one off Route 95. Come on down because this week, the honeymooner, John Gazzaro from Studio Tobacco, is here with us. Oliva, Nub Cigars, Cane Cigars, and... Uh, he is joining us with some very special cigars, and we're going to smoke them uh, during the show today. Also, Brian Scholey is here, Studio Tobacco. He's rolling cigars in here. He's not you, the only one. That's right. Mr. Jonathan tried it. He attempted it. Do you have that cigar with I you? got it right here. Yeah. Look at that. Actually, not bad for wow. a first time out. Not bad. We have Old Fat Freddy with us. We examine why Cigar Aficionado continues to praise Cuban cigars, Cuba. In their Cuban cigars. We get Debonair with Chuck Morrison. We celebrate American Classic Day. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network featuring the Cigar Authority this week. I said that backwards, didn't I? You did. You know why? I, I turned my paper around so I couldn't oh, cheat. All right. And I got nervous. Okay. I got nervous. So we are currently being broadcast on, count them, seven radio stations up and down the East Coast. Thank you very much, guys, on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You can catch us live at thecigarauthority.com with our webcast. You can catch the podcast right there. You can go right to iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And if you miss the show and you just aren't tech savvy, you go to thecigarstation.com to catch last week's show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. Beautiful. So uh, we have the 2013 limited edition sampler by Studio Tobacco. Studio Tobacco is an offshoot from Oliva, and they put this company together, and we're going to have uh, John Gazzaro up, and he'll explain to us how Studio Tobacco works and why it's different. And uh, what's different is the cigars that they put out each year at this world tour that they uh, put on. They go around, and uh, Brian uh, visited 200 shops, I guess, last wow. year, 200 different shops. <sighs> And does this type of thing. And the cigars you have there are unreleased cigars. It's the only time to get these unreleased cigars. They see what people think of them and they decide later on if they're going to come out with such a thing. So uh, we have a group here of six different cigars. The Nub Daytona 460. The Cane F 550. The Padilla Studio Tobacco Figurado. They make the uh, Padilla for them, so they included that this year. The STP 013 Toro. Oh, Oh, that sounds appetizing. It's a it's a white band on it. It's a, it's a shade cigar. I don't know what what it means. Uh, maybe Brian uh, or John can now, help us with that. Any chance in this one? Did they include the SGP zero one three Toro? They did. We have that okay. here too. Okay. Uh, I've always wanted to try that one. And here's an interesting one here. Who whoever dares smoke it? This is the Cane FF Lancero. And FF, I believe they are. They're muting out two swear words back to back because yeah. <laughs> you're going to be doubly effed when you smoke it. So I'm starting with that one. Really? Wow. I have to. I, I got to imagine this is very strong. This is a man show. The two of you are too meowish wow. to be able to smoke something like this. I have to step up and do it. Really? You know what happened the first time I smoked a KNF? What? 
I quit the radio show. <laughs> really? Really? Yes. This is a Lancero. It's, it's a long and thin cigar for people that don't understand a Lancero. I would say uh, in the 34 ring gauge, maybe. It looks and, like about a 34. Uh, no more than a 36. Yeah, maybe six and a half inches long. And uh, it is thin, and usually a thinner cigar burns hotter and stronger because it's all funneled into a smaller space. It takes a real man to smoke a thin cigar. Cane t- t- tends to be a fuller-bodied cigar anyway. When you go into the Cane F, it is mm, swear word, strong, yeah. um, and this is a double F. I don't know what that means. We'll get the answer to that, but i got to ima- imagine very strong, right? Yeah, like holy smokes. Holy smokes. Chuck, what do you think? What do you got for mild? Oh, my goodness. The two of you are going to fight over the two mild cigars. i got to imagine the mildest is the CTP. 013 Toro. Okay. What's the one up from that? Because I want to leave you like... Uh, well, I, I have no idea. I've never smoked any of them. Why don't you choose first, Dave? Because I don't want to like take a cigar that would... Uh... You want the mildest one? I got to guess it's this one. All I right. don't know. <laughs> We're going to say the mildest. I'm a lightweight, all right? All I know I'm is with that you. The I'm... problem's going to be the next hour. What are we going to do? Oh. Because there's going to be nothing remotely mild left. But I'm going to give you the C... TP-013 from Studio Tobacco. Now, it folks, looks like a shade wrap cigar. Never just, smoked it. Just remember the name because that yeah. could be the next big thing. You want to know the CTP-65100. CTP-013. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. And I'm going to go with this other one, which is the uh, SGP-013. SGP-013. Oh, my so, goodness. So uh, the pre-light. What? They gave us a cane cutter, which is a uh, cane Daytona cutter. The Cane Daytona is the mildest of the Cane. I can actually get through that. I would say medium plus. When you get into the, to the other Canes, they really start getting full-bodied. And uh, If you could take everything from a barnyard and condense it down, if there was a way to, like, really get barnyard, okay, that's one flavor. And then the other side is you get the barnyard, you, you saute in a pan, raisins. To evaporate the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you did the same thing with raisins, so you have a super sweet, Extra raisiny concoction blended with tons and tons of just fermented, condensed down barnyard. Mm-hmm. That's the pre-light of this. Pre-light. It's it's going to be heaven. Or and this is be pre-lighting before murder. he even lighted. He, he's drawing in on it before he even tasted the cigar. Um, the the cutter we're using is the uh, Cane Daytona cutter, which is a perfect cut cutter. Meaning it can only go so far, and you can't overcut the cigar. It's perfect uh, for everything except Figurados. Right. Any torpedo or something doesn't work on it. But um, I have a little sweetness to this, whatever this uh, SGP-13 is, 013. This is, uh, remember fireballs when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's like concentrated fireballs. And this is, this is right starting <laughs> off. And the official lighter of the Cigar Authority uh, is uh, Integral. And this week we're going to try the Vertigo Cyclone. We did this a couple of weeks ago, the Vertical Cyclone 999. Uh, Basically an indestructible lighter, right, Mr. Chuck Morrison? Oh, i got to tell you guys a story about this lighter. Yeah, I heard about this. So um, how's this for a testimonial? Now, I don't really do a lot of laundry at my house. In fact, I I hardly do it at all. So this morning as I was getting my tools for the show, right, cutter, lighter, um, I'm looking for this lighter. And my wife says, oh, I'm sorry, it went through the wash. And I'm like, you're kidding me. I just got it. It's not even a week old yet. Well, you can try it. She gives me the lighter. And sure enough, I'll give you guys the sound effect. Boom, baby. Yeah. Wow. Good as new. 
right three, through the wash. Through wash the washer and, and the dryer. Washer and dryer. Oh, my God. You could have had an explosion on your hands. <laughs> oh. If it's anything like my wife now, Ooh. I'm six foot two. Yeah. And I'm a perfect 34-34 now that I've lost my weight You're not very perfect again. at all. I'm a not perfect 34-34. Not perfect at all in any way. <laughs> so unless my wife wa- dries my clothes on medium or above, everything has to be dried on low or not at all. Yeah. Because they shrink. And if she does what my wife does, which is forget every time and yeah. put that thing on high, <sighs> it's over. Wow. The cigar, SGP-013, is so packed. I really thought I was going to say, you know what? It happens every once in a while. There's no draw. It draws perfect, but it's it's as solid as a piece of wood. You wouldn't think any draw wow. was going to come out of this, and it's actually perfectly drawing. That's awesome. And Very I'm not, good. and I, and it's not overly powerful yet to me at all. I was expecting this to make me sick to my stomach immediately. I was all geared up for it, yeah. just ready to go. I got the sugar packets in the back. I'm ready, and really. It's just very good. Beautiful white ash. Beautifully wrapped cigar. This is a good-looking cigar. I like it very much early on. SGP-013. We'll find out so, what that uh, is. So, Mr. Gazzaro, just to add that to the list, the Cigar Authority approves to uh, CG-013 Toro. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how they do it. Might as well have uh, 200 stores decide if the cigar is uh, good before they put it out. Some people just put these cigars out. You know, they make them. The guy in the factory likes it. Yeah, you just put it out there. Mm. These guys, Studio Tobacco is going around testing and making sure if they come out with something, it's, like a magic it's actually trick. been proven. They've got the, the Studio Tobacco Mobile. This yep. year, the, the Ford Raptor, the thing is an absolute beast. You could hear it get off the highway a mile away. It's like, oh, 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 this, th- oh. this thing has seen some miles. It has. So if you come by uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, come exit one off Route 95. You can't met, miss the truck. We've got a live right roller front. here, Brian. Yep, Brian's here. He's and he'll... here. So that's what I mean by the magic. They've got all this stuff going yep. on, and you don't even realize they're having you test their blend for you. That's what, what you're doing. Wow. That's what you're doing. This uh, is good. I got up this morning. I was so excited to come here. I knew this event was going on. I was going to try some new cigars. I get very excited about that. Yeah, why don't you park the DeLorean out front? Yeah. I forgot to even bring the DeLorean. I walked oh, past it. I paid no day. attention. I know. It was the perfect day to do it, and I totally forgot. Oh, my And it's... I didn't even realize until after I was here. Yeah, you know I was what? in here and I go, oh my God, I didn't bring it. I forgive it. I, you because I said I was going to bring it. I'm sure it. I'm going to forget something very important at some point. I'm going to be like, remember when you forgot the DeLorean? I totally, f- I can't believe it. I can't totally even be mad at me. I totally spaced it out. Totally spaced it out. Uh, a lot of stuff going on uh, politically. I don't want to turn it into a political show, but one of the things <laughs> that's going on is um, the U.S. government is looking for possibility of a definition of premium cigars. We have done it up here in New Hampshire. And uh, my question is, um, to a regular cigar smoker, uh, what do they consider a premium cigar? So what would you say, Chuck? I'm going to start with you. Yeah. What is a premium cigar? Handmade. Yep. Quality tobacco. Yep. Um, who's, to, who's to determine what quality is? So that's too too vague of a thing. All right. Well, handmade. It's got to be handmade. Yep. I think that's premium. Okay. Um, I was gonna. I was looking for like a price range, but I don't think that's really a determining factor because you look at something like Dos Hombre that we smoked a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. For a buck a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a premium cigar. Yeah, right. So I don't think price can be a factor, but I totally agree with that. Price shouldn't have anything to do with it. No. If I was able to buy a whole bunch of cigars on the right deal or whatever because yeah. somebody had too much inventory or whatever, why should price have anything to do with no. it? But um, uh, but handmade. So does it come down to just handmade? Is that where you stop at the yeah, handmade cigar becomes a premium cigar? 
That's okay I, if that's where you're at. Yeah, I, I think handmade equals premium. Okay. I'm going to go with handmade, and I would like to see the uh, 90% of the ingredients be fermented, some sort of process that has to happen to the tobacco, aging. Okay. Uh, a little bit of investment on the yeah. company's part so they're not just turning out uh, cigars that are under-fermented and still. I, I'm, try, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of what's the government looking to do and how could we get them to leave us alone, and if you could find a way to 86 drug paraphernalia from that definition, then it should be one and done and it's over. Yeah, when you're saying drug paraphernalia, the stuff that you get in the convenience stores um, that sit there on the counter and there may be a 99-cent strawberry blunt. um, It has to be in a humidor, too. It has to be able, it it needs to be something that needs to be humidified. That's a good call. Not Not in a stay fresh pack that can sit on the counter for a couple of years. Yeah, it has and, to be. And you get the cigar and you tip it upside down and the tobacco just pours out like a wood from a cigarette tube. Right. right. You know, which, which is really what that stuff is, is, is a tube for marijuana. Right. The stuff falls out. It's flavored wrappers. Uh, um, sometimes not even um, real tobacco that, that's the binder. It's paper that, that holds this thing together. So uh, here in New Hampshire, we put a definition out to premium cigars, meaning premium cigars means um, cigars which are made entirely by hand of all natural leaf tobacco, hand-constructed and hand-wrapped. Uh, the unfortunate thing is they do include um, pricing in here, which is wholesaling for $2 or more, and they add to that weighing more than 3 pounds per 1,000. That means 1,000 cigars would have to weigh more than 3 pounds. So hmm. what they're trying to do here, uh, is my understanding, is if you've seen the little pack of, quote, little cigars... And what they are is a pack of cigarettes, and instead of the white paper being wrapped around it, it's brown paper, and they call it a little cigar. And a little cigar, because cigars are taxed different than cigarettes, uh, millions and millions uh, of these things, maybe billions of these things, are being sold because um, it's a cigarette smoker saying, oh, here's a way around it. Right. This is the problem the government has right now, is they're seeing these loopholes and these things people are doing and changing uh, what it is. And well, the I think problem that's why the government's look- having right yeah. now is they're money-hungry and they're going after tobacco that's unfairly. True. That's the real problem. That's true. That is now, true. if we're going to accept that, which I well, disagree there's not- with. There's nothing you can do about it. That They are money-hungry, and that's what they're going to do. Well, eventually they're going to get caught like they did with this whole IRS scandal. Yeah. 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 Eventually. But should uh, just file a class-action lawsuit right now and go after them. Yeah. Uh, these cigars shall be kept in a humidor of proper humidity. That's what it mentions uh, here in the New Hampshire law. Uh, my problem is, uh, as, as Chuck referred to, I don't think price has anything to do with it, but a, uh, a handmade uh, cigar of using all-natural tobacco, yeah. not additives, uh, becomes uh, a premium cigar, in my definition, as the buyer of the cigar. If somebody was selling me a cigar that was, uh, you know, machine-made with sheets of paper inside to hold it together, I wouldn't say, oh, this is a premium cigar for my premium cigar store. Absolutely not. No um, way. You know, if, if I had a low-priced cigar, the dollar Dos Ombre that we smoked, uh, the pencil, it is a premium cigar. I know it is. It's handmade. I know how they made it. I know the ingredients of it, which is nothing but tobacco leaves. It is a premium cigar. Therefore, price has nothing to do with it. When you come to the humidity part of it, there's nothing added to keep it fresh from sitting on the counter. So, therefore... It is. It has to be in a humidor. Uh, keep it out of a humidor for about a week or so. Forget about it. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's gone. So, um, 
I know that they're looking out there in other states. New Hampshire's got it uh, pretty good over here, uh, trying to uh, clean it up a little bit uh, with, the, with the price and the things. But really what a premium cigar is is what you find in a premium cigar store, the uh, cigar shop uh, that you go to and visit, the, our listeners, wherever you go to. They keep them in a humidor because they have to be. And uh, if you notice that... Uh, that they don't have that flavored uh, things on their counter and things like that, that's because uh, that belongs in convenience stores and it's not for uh, cigar use. It is not a cigar. It's a uh, little little cigarette right. disguising itself or it's drug paraphernalia disguising itself as a, this, as a cigar. This sounds like a good move, by the way, I think, for the government to get a definition out of premium cigars. Well, I think it's a good move because they classify us all together, and that's where the problem right. is being. So uh, with that saying... Boston, which is just a mile, what, 30 miles south of where we are right now, Boston smokers who drive with children in their vehicles will no longer be able to light up under the legislation being considered by lawmakers in the Public Health Committee. That means you cannot smoke a cigar with a child in your car. Representative Paul... Wait, can you still buy your child McDonald's under that? Yes, you can. Okay, just checking. Uh, Representative Paul Horrocks. If you don't change your child's diaper within uh, five minutes of them letting something go... Uh, is that still allowed? That's still allowed. It is so right, far. Freshman representative from Atterborough wants to make it illegal to smoke with children in your car. Can you give children Benadryl under this? You can. Okay. Citing health risks from secondhand smoke. It af- uh, Microwaving foods? Can you microwave foods and then feed them to your kid? You can. Okay. You can. If an officer sees it, you can get busted. The act to protect little lungs is what they're calling it. Growth hormone in I milk. Love these names. Is that, that okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Can it's you all feel-good stuff. It's all feel-good. Who, who would be? Who would say? You know, put a law against uh, keeping a kid safe. Yeah. No. no Any driver or passenger who violates the law will be subject to a hundred dollar fine. Preservatives like Twinkies yep, that have no shelf life. You can feed those to you, your kids. You can. Uh, Herox acknowledges his proposal that would be easy to would not be easy to enforce, but he helps it hopes to make smokers think twice b- before lighting up with children in their car. And then this uh, Rana Schaefer, um, an early childhood educator, told the public health members that she said she has seen effects of self- secondhand smoke on young children. So she's the one. That has actually seen an effect on secondhand smoke because it has never been been uh, seen before that secondhand smoke has ever affected anyone, according to scientists. But she's the one. So Rana Schaefer, she should be in the you Guinness know Book of World Records. She should also notice that uh, you know every thousand women that use tampons die of toxic shock syndrome. So maybe she should add that to the maybe. Bill. Schaefer that says she works as I, as I see it. Schaefer says she works with 15-month-year-old children recently diagnosed with asthma. The child has had several ear infections, and a six-year-old brother had hearing loss in an ear infection. And the family readily admits to smoking in their car. Ah. Therefore, ear infections, because, listen, if they smoke in the car, and if they got into a car accident, it would obviously That's be That's why caused... we wear headphones when we're on the show, because we smoke a lot of cigars on the show. And it, it, we it, keep the smoke out of our ears <laughs> so we don't get ear infections. Yes. My question is, and we had uh, Dr. Uh, Marcosi, and why should we, a scientist, why should he have uh, anything to uh, do with what she's having to say? But she's the one. She found the secondhand smoke issue. Uh, what about kids that have asthma and aren't around smoke? So what happens there? 
throw everything out she has said. My parents never smoked. We weren't allowed around smoke, and I had asthma, and my sister had asthma. So a law is going to happen the... because this lady knows a 15-month-year-old kid who got <laughs> asthma and has an ear infection. Therefore, we're going to change the law yeah, because this of... lady has figured it out. This is the answer because she, she, she does uh, work for the Public Health Committee. So, uh, you know, she, she, she got a job, and uh, she's going to do this. Uh, there is evidence that children exposed to smoke are more likely to face mental health disorders, such as depression, she said. Come Therefore, on. it is true. No, there, there is no science involved. There yeah. is no test. There is no, no nothing. But she said it is. She's an expert witness, and, obviously. And they're going with this thing. I'm, I'm guessing if we saw a picture of her, um, just I'm formulating a picture right now. She has a constant scowl on her face. She looks exactly like her pug. And she's about 450 pounds. I'm just throwing that out there. This, well, profiling. The, same, the same science she's giving, Correct. you're giving there. Yes. So, so it would be the same type of science anyway. She has bad so, breath. Yeah, yeah, and, this and would... one of her eyebrows is way smaller than the other one. <laughs> so, no, you can hear it in her words. You yeah. can hear how long her eyebrows and are. And this is based on the same science that she's using to determine that secondhand smoke is bad and it gives uh, children mental health issues. He- they go deaf, hearing. They lose their hearing. What? If, if the father huh? smokes a cigar in the car, the child loses hearing and goes mental. I think that's li- what they got there. I think Prove the rapper just Little say John if the ch- if the parents if the parent smokes, the child will explode. That's what's going to end up happening. It's going to get to that ridiculous. But we have the uh, Boston uh, lawmakers actually looking at this and considering to do such How a thing. How can they enforce this? They, they can't enforce it. It's going to be hard to enforce, but we hope we produce this law and it'll make people think. Oh, by the way, we're going to charge a fee and a fine uh, if you do this. So, again, it's collecting money and whatever. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know what? I, she makes some great points. Yo, yeah. yeah it does a- it. About what? I have no idea. <laughs> about what? I have no idea. So, anyway, I, I, listen, I don't, I don't want to get into it deep and stuff, but you know what? It, it, we, we have the uh, soapbox to be able to say this is ridiculous. This needs to be said. So we, we have the opportunity to do it, so we'll do it. If you're listening on the radio, this lady is, uh, is a crazy lady. Giant crazy And maybe whale. she needs to smoke, and maybe she'll get less crazy. It looks she... like a pug needs to just stop. She needs to deal with plastic surgery, not deal with smoking around kids. Do you have science involved with this? That you yeah. Know, you have no idea what she looks like? I yet. know what you're, she looks like. I can tell. You, you can just tell. I can tell. Just based on that? Anyway. She uh, hasn't been laid in like eight years. <laughs> you need to go here? I'm just throwing I, that out there. I don't think you need to. You don't need to throw anything out there. Or ever, or ever. So we're, we're smoking studio tobacco. We have them here with us, and we're going to enjoy some great cigars. We have six different cigars to go through. She's been here. wearing the same underwear for six days. You don't know that. This is uh, studio tobacco, and I am smoking the SGP zero one three. And we're going to find There's out a dash what... in there. You can't be confusing it with the one without the dash. The dash. <laughs> You're going to end up getting people all messed up. This means something to somebody, and hopefully we'll get the answer of what that means to somebody. <laughs> it but means right something now, to Brian. Right now, uh, it's time for social media segment, a new segment in a new advertiser here. So it's time for the social media segment. Brought, brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built by social media. The Recluse Cigar is comprised of absolutely the finest of everything, rolled in the Cuban tradition where each cigar goes through its club med of cigar tradition, including eight fermentation cycles, Recluse Cigars. Find out what all the talk is all about, Recluse Cigars. So here it is, the finest tweets that I have found this week on social media. From 50 Cent. You know him, 50 Cent. Yeah, Yeah, it's your birthday. 
I can't believe my grandmother is making me take out the garbage. I'm rich. Blank this. I'm going home. I don't need this blank. Thank you, 50. From Dimebag Danny. I can tell people are judgmental just by looking at them. I could tell that fat lady was fat just by hearing her. Can someone recommend me a few thousand books on hoarding? And the best tweet I found this week. I've accepted every email offer I've ever received. My penis is now 235 feet long. The final social media post brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The cigars that were built on social media. And that's all I got. You've been hanging out with Mr. Jonathan too much. That was ridiculously good. (laughs) Recluse. New advertiser. I don't know how they're going to like that, but that's the the ad for now anyway. um, We're going to have them come up in a couple of weeks. I'm surprised you're following 50 Cent on Twitter. (laughs) What the heck? I'm following everybody, man. I'm going to know what's going on. This is the little segment. We've got to find out what people are tweeting about. <clears throat> so anyway, how are we doing here? How, how do you like in your sky, Chuck? Loving it, man. Y- yours is mild, I right? I got the C-3PO. Nope, the CTP-013. Yeah. Very mild. It actually reminds me, and I don't, we don't like to compare cigars to other ones, but there's like a hint of that after flavor that you get with anatomy in this. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I'm still looking for that flavor. Jonathan likes to compare cutting wood. If you were to cut yeah. with, a, with a handsaw. Hang on a second. Maple. Yeah. Maple wood. First of all. I'm yeah. getting a little remnants of the that's, sawdust. Obviously. That's patented. Yeah. That's patented. <laughs> you can't be using my references. And second of all, I don't like to go with anything. I taste the flavors that are there, yeah. and therefore they are You there. don't make them up at all. This is scientific. This is scientific. Absolutely not. Uh, all right. It's scientific. Okay. I'm getting scientific as well. And, and I don't look like my dog, so I think you can trust me. <laughs> well, let's get the real scoop of what these guys say, what these cigars are made out of, and uh, what they taste like, so we'll bring them on. Let's go to break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by the honeymooner, John Gazzaro from Studio Tobacco and Oliva Cigars, and Brian Shuley. He'll come on, too. Why does Cigar Aficionado continue to praise Cuba and their cigars? Old Fat Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, News from the Asylum, and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. 
Mr. John, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Joe Cusano from CNC Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. 
It is the Studio Tobacco World Tour. And we got a six-pack of cigars here. We're going through them. I'm smoking right now the SGP-013. I'm liking it very much. And, Mr. Jonathan, you're, you're doing okay with that Lancero? You know what? It started It started off a little aggressive flavor-wise, and then it calmed down a little up. bit, and now it's coming back. And with us, the Honeymooner, John Gazzaro, just back from, what, a week? Yeah, I got married uh, May 4th. I found a great girl. Wow. Beautiful wife. So, uh, you know, I could be home with my hot newlywed wife, but I said, no, I want to be with you guys. Smoking wow, what a mistake. Three days in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this. How's that working out? This is Courtney, <laughs> yeah. your new wife, Courtney beautiful wife. wife. Yes. She's using her old last name still. She is. What is what's with that? Um, Are you going to get one of those dashes with Gazzaro? For, for professional reasons. Oh, you know, okay. She actually, you know. Has she a, a stripper? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean for professional reasons? To go there? a bank. When this cigar thing dries up, she's got to support me. All right, I just and uh, you know she's she's wow. got uh, you know she's got her own thing going I'm sorry. on. What I meant to say was, with, with all due respect, <laughs> yeah. is she a stripper? No. That's what I meant no. to say. <laughs> That's great. I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah, I've right. been what? on the air 15 seconds and, and I've managed. And, to... and I thought the premise the whole gift, show. Does <laughs> the last time you were on? I know he was he was. Apologizing. <laughs> we apologize on every show. My God Almighty, he's a train wreck. He's a train wreck. Yeah, oh. that was the insult of the week. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, Courtney, my apologies to you. Uh, it's a very oh. noble profession. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> So just a couple oh, weeks ago, uh, you get married. So no honeymoon. Your honeymoon no honeymoon is with us well, here. You know, yeah. The, uh, like I said, she's, you know, got stuff going on at work. And, yeah. you know, you go hunting when there's ducks on the pond and cigars in New England are, you know, taking off in May. So just it wasn't a, a good time for me to take a week off. <sighs> All right. Okay. So uh, you're here with us anyway. If you want to come down and, and see uh, John and congratulate him, we're at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's exit one off Route 95. And Brian Shuley is with us and he's rolling cigars and it's, it's studio tobacco, which a lot of people don't understand. You know, uh, your Oliva, your Nub, your Cane, but what right. is studio tobacco? Well, st- Oliva, um, as a company, is a fifth-generation tobacco company. So stuff that comes out with the Oliva name on it has to be, you know, traditional for, it to, for, for branding purposes. Yeah. But we still want to have some fun, and we still want to do some different things like Nub and like Cane. And it really... Those cigars, for what they are, don't have the proper feel for a product that says Oliva. Okay. So it's all Oliva tobacco, but we wanted to put a different spin on stuff, and we wanted to have a good time and try some things that hadn't been done in the tobacco business before, the cigar business before. So we came out with Studio Tobacco as an umbrella brand for some of the stuff that's a little more cutting edge um, than the traditional Oliva cigar. But there is no Studio Tobacco brand. There isn't, but believe it or not, that's something that's been been tossed about that maybe okay. we, we should have a studio tobacco brand. So it's, uh, you know, you don't buy a car that says General Motors on it, right? But you can buy a Chevy. All right. So that's how I would I would look. And at another it. another interesting thing is when you go on tour, you bring a live roller, you bring the studio tobacco mobile, correct? Whichever one it is, it was a Corvette at one point. It was a was Mini it Cooper. A Mini before Cooper. That? Yeah. Yes. Now you have the Raptor. And you've got your roller, Brian, who has the lucky job, I guess, of driving these things around Yay. and doing events. And I'll tell you, very light with his fingers. Extremely. Very light with his light fingers. Light with his fingers. <laughs> you know, Apologies in advance for where he's going with this. It's kind of funny because <laughs> it just occurred to me that, you know, you're very 
proud of your, shall we say, lifestyle. As a prof- uh, where as a the prof- hell are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> you have made some lifestyle choices. Are you referring to the fact that I occasionally will dance with a man? I'm, I'm referring to the fact that you are a professional dancer. I am. And you're proud yes, of it. I and am. It just hit me. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Used to be a professional dancer. Really? Wow. Two so in one cigar shop exactly. at the same time? We're in a cigar shop, like the most manly place you can be, and we've got two professional male dancers here. Wow. Wow. So we're going to have to have like a pants-off dance-off or I think, that's, I think a dance-off may be in order. You will really? lose. Wow. He's throwing down with wow. you. Wow. All right. He's throwing down. What so do you yeah. got, Mr. Jonathan? I'm just saying. But don't go far from here because we are on camera. So what can you do right here in this? In this? I'll, I can hold the, yeah, the right you hold this? Yeah, let's see what we got you going can, on here. Let me see, see if uh, maybe you have to take the headphones off. Sean, maybe you want to give us some music there back in the studio, some dance music. This is not going to happen. Look at this. Whoa. Come He's on. No, you guys, you three, you just threw it out. Yeah, you just threw it out. Come on. He's going to beat you. A little bit. Come on. You can even line dance. <laughs> Come on. What, what kind of dancer do you do? <laughs> I was trained in ballet and tap. As, as was I. As was I. Ballet. Nice. This is getting all funky in here right now. <laughs> that was 14 years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. Trained in ballet. And, and then he, he answers, so was I. <laughs> I think Correct. This to is protect get- my job, I would like to say <laughs> that to enjoy Studio Tobacco Cigars, you do not have to be a professional dancer. <laughs> Men who watch sports and go to strip joints enjoy Studio Tobacco I'm willing cigars. to pay to see these two in a tutu. Yeah, I think. Go uh, in with a dance off right uh, now. now. I'm willing minute, did, to pay for this. Did you say that you, you will dance with a man? That's, that's oh, absolutely. Well, not going to happen. Come on! <laughs> Yeah, Come on. So you, you freaked him he, out now. He claims to be straight. I mean, we're not buying it, but... <laughs> he can take he can take the male lead, or he can be the female if you want. He would prefer that anyway, from what I understand. Am I, am I right on saying that? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have two ballerinas in the house. in ballet. And you know what? They're, they're, and they're manly men. They're manly men and the two ballerinas. I, I think. Well, I think what's funny is he tried to throw in the tap as if that would make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trained yeah. in ballet. You notice I just went over. We, and we, tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, hey. Yeah. Tap dancer. So uh, Kevin, uh, what's the guy? Uh, you, you really, you won't. You're not going to dance for us. Come on, man. Oh, he doesn't have enough whiskey. <laughs> just do the twinkle toe thing, stealing your toes and twink, twinkle toe past the camera over here. You won't even do I don't like know a what couple they, of like first position and give me one of the names. What do they call Shalant or something? What do they bend over and they do some sort like of like an arabesque or something? Arabesque? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> could, you, knows, could you arabesque knows, for us? He knows exactly what it is. Can't do with, can't do it with the cowboy boots on. <laughs> that's yeah. and that's the thing. You look at this guy. I mean, he's uh, you know he's, he's a, a man. man. He's, a, he's, a, he's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. <laughs> Come on. What are, like I said, what are the odds of having two professional dancers, male dancers, in a, in a cigar shop? Oh, my God. And, and Mr. Jonathan's wife is a, is a trained She's ballroom, a ballroom dancer. Pro, yeah. Ballroom pro, and uh, we've got lots of dancing going around, and you wouldn't expect it in, this, uh, in these four walls. Not at all. <laughs> uh, Not even a little. My God. 
So he's not going there. Mr. Jonathan got I, right up and yeah. he did his little spin. It looks like I win. So I, I think you win. And, and, and he is the Lord and, and, of the dance. Yeah, he is the Lord of the dance, the Savior. We have, we have till 6 o'clock today to get a dance off going on. Oh, well, apparently, some, well, somebody's going to make a trip to the, 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 the liquor store and we can yeah. make it happen. Is that all it takes? <laughs> it sounds like oh, it. We, this is New Hampshire State Liquor Stores. It's cheap it's up cheap. here, too. Yeah, it is. Right on the highway. You don't even have to slow down. Really? My. Hey, uh, speaking of cheap, I did want to make a serious comment. Yeah. Um, I like your definition of uh, premium cigar. Yeah. I think it's great, but But. I think Chuck made a great point that once you start talking about price, you're getting completely off topic. Right. The, The definition of a premium cigar is something that's qualitative, and price is something that's quantitative. Okay. And whenever you start putting in a dollar value... On a definition like that, I think you said it was $2. Yep. When you start doing that, what you end up doing, and this is why it's bad, is you end up creating what is called a blue-collar tax. Uh, What that definition basically is saying is if the wholesale cost of a cigar is less than $2, they're going to tax it more. Just for the poor people that smoke. Right. So so basically the guy that's going to bear the burden of that is a guy that is smoking a $3 premium cigar. Mm-hmm. Rather than a guy that's smoking a $15 premium right. cigar. He pays nothing. Right. Yeah. That's not fair. Right. And that's I think that's a problem, and I think the New Hampshire legislature good, good, good point. Needs, to, uh, needs to take the dollar value out of that to protect the guy that is on a budget and is smoking a $3 premium cigar. Because you can make a premium cigar, oh, and of you course. Can, you can, it can be bought for $3. Now, the question is, though, what do they want? What's the idea of... Um, taxing cigars and defining premium cigar on what is the problem. From what I understand, their problem is that they're trying to curb the drug paraphernalia that's going on out there. That's my understanding. So a premium cigar can't be, and and, and we see uh, Brian making them, obviously you can't um, hollow it out or whatever. You can't take it apart and use it to... Yeah, so it's not used for that at all if it's a premium cigar or cigar you make. You have nothing to do with the price or something. So if that's what you're going to, let's define this better. It doesn't have to do with price, but it has to be leaves of tobacco, and it can't be paper that can be re-squished re- around or whatever they put in there to keep it soft that doesn't need humidifying and things like that. So uh, that's what they're trying to, to accomplish, um, not only in the state, but I think the whole United States is trying to say right. this, um, that uh, really, are they looking for money? Absolutely looking yeah, for money. But they're trying to go after that problem, and they believe that adding a tax to it is going to raise the price so much that the, the kid that's looking for the drug paraphernalia is not going to get off it. Once again, the kid's putting $10 worth of marijuana inside this dollar cigar that you're going to tax, and now you make it $2. I really it's don't think you accomplish that either, but um, if, uh, you know, do you dare outlaw the thing, I, don't, I hope you do nothing to it. Just leave it well, alone. That would be nice. Why don't you try to fight the drug problem you have in the first place? Because it isn't. And it, it's not. They're not even acknowledging really that it's a drug problem. They're slowly taking steps to make that whole side of the world legal. That's Massachusetts of all states yeah. should not be going after smoking of any kind because they're slowly setting up the, the laws so that you can carry now up to an ounce and it's no more than a hundred dollar fine. Yeah. So anyway, that be, that becomes the issue that that is there. So yeah, yeah, that's that was my little soapbox. There we I, go. I think the dollar, I think putting a dollar value in in that definition, all it does is it, it hurts people that are that, that, that want to smoke hurt. a good cigar. Yeah. 
But they're on a budget. Right. So every cigar becomes to start off at $5 at that point. That's exactly. what would end up happening. And so what am I smoking here? That's GP013. Okay, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. When Sholey comes on, he may be, he's probably going to be able to tell you a little more about the blend. But just to tell you guys, you know, that... Oh, we got a phone, nope, phone call? Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, the reason a couple of these cigars in here have kind of a, you know, cryptic codes on them is in the factory, those codes mean something. I don't know what, that, what, what they okay. stand for. It may not even be English. But we're not gonna. We're well, not gonna. Definitely not English. No, but <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna use our brain power to come out with a brand name for a cigar that might never no, become never a brand. Could. But it may. It, it it could. I mean, and that's why we. That's why we we, we always include some experimental blends. Has anything in the from a Studio Tobacco sampler that came out in the previous years ever become a cigar? The KNF Lancero ended up becoming a limited limited run. Um, that's about it, actually. Yeah, the only one that made it. Yeah. We, a funny story. We had one cigar um, that was in last year's sampler that everybody loved. But in typical fashion, there was a miscommunication between Miami and Nicaragua. Yeah. We asked Miami to... Or we asked Nick, our factory in Nicaragua <coughs> to come out with a limited cigar and make like a thousand of them. With the idea that if people liked them, it could become yeah. a cigar that was produced. Well, they got the first part. They didn't get the second part. We, we made a couple of thousand of this one cigar. I think it was STD-001. STD. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was yeah, STD, I think, or whatever it was. Uh, that's a little yeah. rough. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. everybody loved this cigar. I smoked it. I thought it was fantastic. So we got all this positive feedback, so we went back to the factory and said, you know what, this is something we want to run with. Let's make more cigars. And they looked at us like we had three heads. Because they were like, well, you said you only needed a couple of thousand. I'm like, well, yeah, but we needed a couple of thousand with the idea that if we needed a million, we could do it. I'm like, ah, I had a couple of bales of this tobacco that had been sitting around for and a that's while. That's the end of it. And that was it. And so if you've got any of those cigars uh, sitting around, you can smoke them, you can look at them, but you're not getting any more. Wow. So that's it. I'll tell you, uh, and this is the only one I've had out of this pack so far, fabulous. Yeah. Medium body, straight medium body, delicious taste. It's burning beautiful. As I said, early on, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, I'm afraid this isn't going to draw well. It's so packed so tight, it, but it rolled so perfectly. It may have a, uh, a, a thicker wrapper on it, which is why it's got, it doesn't have a lot of give. That's my guess. All right. I'd, I'd like to bring on Brian, if I could, sure. see if I can get any information from him. Unfortunately, we have one headset, so we got to let I'm him. out. Okay. That's fine. So let's, I think let's my bring... phone rang, so that's probably my wife okay. telling me not to come home tonight. Yes. That's right. Well, uh, you're welcome Jonathan's for that. Fault. Yeah. But thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. One weekend. Thank you. Uh, John Gazzaro, Studio Tobacco and, and uh, Oliva Cigars. And uh, this is Brian Shuley, who's the guy that's going around the country uh, from store to store. 200 stores so far? Oh, geez. Uh, since 2011, uh, we did about 125 stores that first year. We did yeah. about 85 to 90 stores last year. So, yeah, we're over 200 and then visiting accounts on the way. And I'd say well over three, 400 stores I've been to just in wow. the past two years. Wow. That's so love impressive. It. I don't know if anybody else could ever say that. They've been to 300 <laughs> store cigar stores. It's, it's an amazing thing. So it's, you have stories of some you can tell on the air, some you oh. can't tell on the air. Yeah, we're on the radio, so there's yeah. no F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Absolutely. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, gosh, most of my stories are uh, late-night drinking stories. So, But, uh, you know, it is wonderful to see tobacconists across the United States. I've even done some overseas, um, Amsterdam. Uh, you know, all of the Netherlands, of uh, Germany, and uh, there are just there's so many true tobacconists out there, 
And then there's also some guys that think they're tobacconists, and uh, they just like to sit behind a register yeah, and smoke hobby-ish. cigars all day. Hobby-ish. Yeah. They, want, yeah. they wanted a gang. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to retire and open a cigar <laughs> shop, and uh, good luck to him. Right. But, <laughs> so you've but, seen uh, good and bad everywhere. I've seen, I've seen more good than bad. Let's okay, that's that good. That's I've good. seen more good than bad. There's, uh, there's very few guys out there that are, uh, that are just, you know, well, making sure by the skin of their teeth. And I'm sure they're not, they're not rolling the event in a store that uh, couldn't do it anyway, you know. No, you know, it. we try to go to, um, you know, <clears throat> this year we're doing 80 events, and we're going to 80 of our best retailers across the United States. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, three of them are right here. Thank you. There we go. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. it very much. So uh, do you know what this is, what I'm smoking? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, okay, good. That is, that is um, a sun-grown prototype that we are working on right now. It is a, a sun-grown Habano wrapper. All right. It is um, something that we've been kind of, we kind of started putting together last year during the tour. Gilberto Oliva Jr., you know, he spends a lot of time down in the factory just really just kind of working on new blends and this and that. Um, as anybody can tell, that's a true cigar smoker and they follow the Oliva family, they follow Studio Tobacco. We don't just pop out a new cigar, you know, every month. No, you don't. We don't, you know, it really takes us years to come out with a, with a cigar. <clears throat> we want it to hit the market and we want it to stick with the market. You know, we're not just, we're not the kind of company that's going to go out there, throw something against the wall and just see if it sticks. Uh, we really, we really take our time. We do a lot of, you know, research on it. We do a lot of test blends on it to make sure it's going to be correct. But that is what all I'm allowed to really say about that is that it's a sun-grown Habano wrapper that is our prototype for the year, a medium-bodied at its best, definitely not hitting into the full. Um, that's really all I can yeah, say. Yeah, a lot of flavor, though, you know, medium-bodied, but I got a lot out of it. I actually love the cigar. And Jonathan smoking the FF Lancero. Absolutely, man. The Cane FF Lancero, we like to call that the double F. Um, that is just a step up from the Cane F Lancero. All right, you know the Cane F Lancero was probably the hottest cigar that we've ever seen come out of one of these samplers, and the Double F Lancero has just been—it's been wild. Oh, Double it's very strong good. is it? It's, it's just a tad bit stronger. It's got a little bit more Esteli Lajero in it. Um, It's—it's it's actually, believe it or not, it's actually really smooth. Um, it's not as yeah, you're saying, very not bad. Yeah, but it, it sneaks up on you a little bit. So be uh, be careful there, Mr. Jonathan. You so know, why I'd don't like you to... tell us uh, what uh, Broadway shows you were on? So if we have to go back and look on YouTube, <laughs> we can find it. Can we find you out there? You guys are uh, man. You guys really. Uh, you guys caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> all I all I have to say is that uh, Ian Hummel, our national sales manager, is uh, laughing at home right now watching this. Nice. He's dying laughing. Well, thank thank you so much for coming. You'll be here till six o'clock, right? Yes, sir. All right. So if you got a chance, please stop by uh, when we come back uh, more from Studio Tobacco. We're going to smoke all these cigars and give you plenty of reasons to uh, celebrate and have a good cigar. American Classic Cigar Day. Mr. Jonathan versus Chuck Morris. A battle coming up in a little while. News from the Asylum and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And uh, And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Every single person that comes in and asks Brian to do it by name, he will do one pirouette for every request. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta ask him the right question. I will not. (laughs) We're dancing here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We'll be back in a minute.
This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, David. It's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a million choices. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move.
In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox. ESPN New Hampshire, 1250 WGAM Manchester, 900 WGHM Nashua. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to... Big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. And we're live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and it's the uh, stop for the Studio Tobacco World Tour with me, Chuck Morris, and Mr. Jonathan. Looking for a good reason to light up a good cigar and celebrate this day in American Classic History. It's coming up, and uh, Old Fod Freddy, we have him with us, and uh, that remains to be seen if that'll be any good, but um, second hour here on the Cigar Authority. Welcome back, everybody. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, the only radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world. It is always broadcast on location this week in Seabrook, New Hampshire at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist that you light up along with us, and go ahead and light up with us at thecigarauthority.com right there. You can watch us live. You can catch the podcast. You can find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it, and if you miss any of our shows, you can always catch the webcasts pre-recorded or post-recorded or post-produced or whatever it is that Chuck does with them. Right there on thecigarauthority.com. And let's not forget about the Cigar Station at www.thecigarstation.com, where they replay last week's show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. It's time to light up the second cigar. I'm going to put down the SGP013, and I'm going to recommend. It's the only one I smoked anyway, but we have a winner here. We have a winner. It's a great cigar. I like it. I think it would be perfect. Uh, for them, it's a uh, it's kind of in between profile for them. It's not their milder Connecticut, but it's it's in between. It's a tweener. So it's a tweener. It's a, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go first, okay? Because um, uh, <laughs> you had no problem with the um, with the oh, KNF. Go. So I'm gonna go with the uh, Nub Daytona because I have actually smoked a regular Daytona, um, Cane Daytona, and um, 
even though it's kind of full-bodied, it, it's not too full-bodied for me. I can smoke it. Uh, it's probably the only cane that can uh, that I can handle uh, as right. far as strength-wise. I guess I'm going with the cane F then. Cane F. You did the double F, and this is uh, uh, not the Lancero, but we'll, we'll see how that uh, goes. And uh, we're going to have the uh, Studio Tobacco uh, Padilla Figurado for you, Chuck. Great. <clears throat> and um, Nub is something they came out with uh a whole bunch of years ago, and it's a short, fat cigar that actually takes about an hour to smoke. You'd look at this little cigar and not think that it's going to take that long, but it does take that long. And uh, Cane is another one in their brand, so they made a Cane Do- Daytona nub, and here it is. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I'll tell you, when the nub came out, I thought a uh, very interesting cigar, and it's going to be uh, out there for about a year or so, and it'll probably disappear because it's a little gimmicky. I love the gimmicky stuff you love anyway. It. But uh, I just wouldn't think it would have legs to go on and on. And it has not stopped. It has not slowed down. I think it got uh, better. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, people are all over it. Um, you know, you think in the winter months you'll go to the uh, smaller cigar. The thing is, uh, I don't know what they do to make a uh, three-and-a-half-inch cigar burn for an hour, but they got it down. To a science. To a science. And to the minute. <clears throat> Right. Actually, on the side of the box. Yeah, yeah, it says how many minutes it's going to last. I've just seen so many people grab one and say, you know what, I don't have a lot of time. I'm just going to grab a nub, and they sit down, and they're there as long as the guy uh, has been smoking the Churchill. They'll be, you know, hanging around just as long. Let's not forget, we're lighting up our cigars with our Vertigo Cyclones, the only cigar lighter to be able to handle going through a full wash and dry cycle. True. Yeah. Now, the dry cycle is not something that's recommended because you could have a fire hazard on your hands And I there. would say the wash cycle isn't recommended for your lighter. It's not where it belongs. It belongs Slightly your... less damaging, possibly, to your house than uh, heat and butane. But because you notice when you have enough heat with the butane, it, it catches on fire. It does. This is a triple jet lighter. Um, Big tank on it. The whole thing's a tank. Nine, it's not a huge lighter. $9.99. And uh, we have sold hundreds and hundreds. We have another shipment coming in. So uh, they make some wild stuff. But uh, this one is their low end. And uh, only because of what uh, Chuck lived through, I said, you know what, let's talk about this. Uh, because that's actually a good story of uh, what this lighter can do. This light is out there uh, with... Uh, um, you know, lifetime warranties and things like that. But here's a lighter that, um, you know, doesn't need a warranty behind it. I mean, the thing is uh, lasting. There's you no ever, problems with it to begin with. Have what you ever, like, uh, had uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, I like them. you pop a few of them in your mouth, and you suck off all the chocolate, and you just have the espresso beans, and then you chew them up. Yeah. So this is chocolate-covered espresso beans... With all of the chocolate sucked off, and then you chew so just, them. Just, just, just a uh, no, no, because you need a little bit of hint. There's a little tiny hit of mocha in there. Okay, and it's espresso beans. Espresso beans with a little hint of just chocolate. A hint, little hint of chocolate. I'm just, I'm just starting out, so it's early for me. I can't make a uh, a taste yet, but um, <clears throat> we have uh, events coming up. I want to uh, mention an event. Uh, Coming up, uh, second annual father and son cigar dinner, and I actually fought, forgot my paperwork on this. I don't know where it is, but we we did it last year. Here we go. Thank you. We did it last year with uh, Nick Perdomo and his son Nicholas, our first uh, 
father and son cigar dinner. It went fabulous, and we said that night that this is going to become an annual thing because uh, it was so great to see uh, everybody, the uh, father and sons, all together and enjoying a cigar with them uh, on Salvatore's on the deck overlooking the river. And what a beautiful night it was. And uh, I think everybody uh, spent some quality time with their parents. You know what was touching about it? In my case, uh, my dad doesn't smoke cigars. Yeah. And neither does my mom. My sister certainly doesn't. She was up, and I asked her if she would come to the event with me. And there is something different about sitting down, having a conversation with someone. And her and I talk on the phone a couple times a week. She lit up. She lit up a cigar. And she had a new appreciation for cigars. And her and I had a chance to connect over something that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love my sister, too. So it was just double love. And it's something that her and I are going to remember forever. Yeah. I'm so glad that she was willing to come in. So thank you, Naomi. I know you listen from time to time. So thank you. It, it was. It was a real special night. It, this will be our second annual. It's Saturday, June 15th. It's the night before Father's Day. So if you're coming up to see your father, if you, if you live far away and you're coming up to see him, what a nice night the night before. Um, it starts at 6 o'clock at Salvatore's Restaurant in Lawrence, Mass. Uh, this year... Uh, guest father and son, Bobby Newman and Dawson Newman from J.C. Newman Fuente. His first event. It's his. He, he turned 18, and this will be his first cigar event that he's ever been. He's had cigars uh, already since on his uh, 18th birthday. But uh, we're going to have uh, grilled beefsteak tomato with sweet onion, uh, mixed barbecue grill, uh, and a chocolate sundae. Uh, the ticket price for this is $99 for a pair. So a father and son, $99. Uh, if uh, you're like me and uh, dad has passed away and you, you uh, are unable to go, uh, you can uh, find somebody you consider uh, a father figure to you. There were people that him. came with older uncles, yep. older friends. You know, I've got friends that are older than me that I may bring this year that I just enjoy the time you're hanging out with yeah. an old-timer. Thanks, man. And they happen to smoke cigars. <laughs> Uh, and, and if you, you, you know, we don't want to leave you out if you, if you want to go by yourself. Uh, it's $59 a person a to dad. go. But, uh, yeah. You'll uh, meet a new dad. But it, 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 is, it is a real special thing. I'm, I'm hoping it, it builds to uh, a giant thing someday. And the other stores that are listening to this, please copy this idea. I think it is a, uh, a wonderful thing to do. And uh, I used to have uh, a cigar with my dad every Sunday, and uh, I'd cut my arm off to be able to do it again. So uh, and you know here's what? an opportunity. Take advantage, please, of an event like this. Food-wise, we, you know, a lot of cigar dinners, the onus isn't really put on the food. It's all about the cigars. And here... It's not necessarily about the cigars. It, it's about the camaraderie. Yeah. But I'll tell you that Salvatore's is as passionate about what they cook and how they put the meals together. Yeah. They want to show off that night. They, sure. they really roll out the red carpet, and they really take care of their customers. So if you don't get a ch- an opportunity to make it, please go and check out their restaurant or host one of your own events there. You know, have, a, have a, an anniversary party or whatever. They are unbelievable. As a DJ... I'm so happy when someone says we're having our event at Salvatore's because I know half of my job is now yeah, over. Yeah. I don't have to do any of the any of the MC stuff on that side of it yeah, as yeah. far as making sure the food's coming out right. They do it right. Yeah, they're on top. First of time, every time. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. So uh, it's time for Old Fod Freddy. We're going to bring him back into the aging room. Here is Old Fod Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy, 
Nowadays, people are looking for more horsepower, which means more torque, a bigger engine, and even bigger tool behind the wheel. In my day, more horsepower meant more sh- more feed, a bigger barn, oh, and more horses. Horses for men. Nowadays, kids complain about how expensive tires are, but at the same time, they spin and smoke their tires to impress the ladies. In my day, the ladies were very impressed by how well you could shoe a horse. You heated it, bent it barehanded, because your rawhide rancher gloves were still drying, and mounted it on the horse. Nowadays, with movies like The Fast and the Furious 1 through 6, kids want to keep their cars pretty clean. They wipe them down every couple of days, vacuum them every month, and pay extra once a year to have their ride detailed. In my day, the hot rod of choice was the jackass. They could pull more, they ate less, and they were just as ornery as me, even back then. We wiped our ass down, cleaned his saddle, and gave him a good brush on every day. I have always been an ass man. We were horse-powered, shoe-mountain, ass-wiping men. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. <laughs> yeah, that was... Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged... Some are not. I couldn't hold out anymore. I just love horses, okay? What can I say? Yeah. Always have, always will. What's the problem? <laughs> oh, Fat Freddy. He's getting a cow following on this, too. He certainly As is. As Aging Room Cigars is. So yes. it's actually been the perfect uh, match. I don't know awesome. how uh, Rafael Nadell is feeling about this. you got to check he in on him. It. He, loves he? It. he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> it. <laughs> old Fat Freddy. And I know he's listening. Uh, good job, Old Fat Freddy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> people are starting to call him Old Fart Freddy. It's the best, and he's okay with it. He loves it. He he's, loves that he loves line. It. He loves that line. Yeah, <laughs> Whew. he's uh, right up to it. He's my oldest uh, employee. I believe he is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't he know. Doesn't about look him. as old as he is. No, he doesn't. You you look at him and uh, but he but he's old. He's old. He's old. Um. Okay, uh, Aging Room, they, they're, uh, they're giving it a lot of praise on Cigar Aficionado. It's getting the highest ratings. Uh, I saw Cigar Insider, they, they mentioned it again and giving it uh, some good things. But what they've been, been talking about lately on Cigar Aficionado is what they've been doing for years now, um, which is uh, touting this Cuban thing, that Cuban cigars are all that, and they continue to do it. I scratch my head, I wonder why. Uh, what they say this time around is uh, cigar smokers around the world still remember the dark period of Cuban cigars, a long stretch that came around 1998 to 2003. 1998 to 2003, where the quality, construction, and taste were below par. So they mention that in here, but they're saying nowadays it's, it's improved dramatically. The thing is, during 1998 and 2003, they were saying they were great then. And giving them the highest ratings and everything. Yeah. And now they're coming clean and saying, you know what? The draw was terrible. It was subpar, which it was. Uh, it was hard to find a, a Cuban cigar that had any kind of draw at all. The stuff was rushed out of the factory. Have they improved over the years? Yes, they have. I will admit to that that, that uh, it has improved. But nowhere does it stand to cigars that are made in Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic today. Where, as a retailer, if I sold somebody a cigar that didn't draw at all, they'd throw it at me. Right. Well, they buy a box of cigars that don't draw very well, and maybe they get five or six. Instead of 20 bad cigars out of 25, they get five or six bad ones out of 25 now. So it has improved, 
But if if that same thing was allowed to happen on the cigars we have, if we if you bought a box of uh, cane right now and you got five or six bad ones over there, the guy would be totally upset and saying, "What the heck's yeah. wrong with this?" But every one of them's drawn perfect. Every one is is uh, quality controlled. That's not what's happening over there. Why? Why are they on top of this? That's a great question. It, the industry was certainly helped by Cigar Aficionado by yeah, bringing absolutely. the celebrity status and a, yeah. and a status symbol in and of itself to smoking cigars. It is a status statement to, to be a cigar smoker. But drawing attention to something that's illegal, something that's supporting the enemy, it really is a big mistake, and I hope I hope they come to their senses and the they pe- stop. And the, it doesn't it, help us. No, it, and their advertisers, which are uh, uh, Cuban immigrants that, that fled from that country. They and, went out of their way, risking death. Right. To get to out leave. of there, and then you then you have them going in and saying, "Wow, they're all you know, the heck with our advertisers and all the stuff. Let's let's tout that these things are, are better than ever, and uh, you know, this is the one that gets the biggest ratings and stuff." They've been doing it right along, you know, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I want to you know follow the money? No, because their advertisers are the ones that aren't. That doesn't make sense. What is the reason behind this? It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. There is a certain allure to Cuban cigars. There's a certain allure to the so something is it that, that you can't have. So they have them, and, and they get to go, nah, 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 nah. Maybe. I got them, and you don't. Maybe that's what it is. So You know what it is? It's, what? It's, 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 the social, it's the social referral. You know, think about that, Dave. In business, for example, what's the best kind of... You know, recommendation you can get from someone, an existing customer, referrals. So you have all these consumers out there that are just putting Cuban cigars on this pedestal as being the almighty. And that word of mouth, you know, you've got to have a Cuban. You've got to have a Cuban. There's nothing like a Cuban. It's that lure that I think just attracts people to that particular. When, when a consumer says that, I think they say it to say, guess what I had? I had the Cuban cigar that nobody can get, and I want to be able to tell the story. And wouldn't it be odd for them to say, hey, I spent $40 on a Cuban cigar. It was terrible. They'd right. feel like a jerk. Right. So they say, oh, I spent $40 on a Cuban cigar. It was fantastic, you know, to make themselves feel better. The emperor so. has no clothes. He's naked. Just say it. Then really not <laughs> as good as what you're paying for it. Most of them are fake. People coming back from all these islands thinking they got Cuban cigars for six and seven dollars, the same cigar that's twenty five yeah. or thirty dollars in Cuba. It's it's all I mean, fakes. Printing is better than ever. Yeah. They can mimic the, the artwork, mimic yeah. the boxes. Hey, I had some fakes that were awesome, better than the, the real deal because they drew. Yeah. Nothing yeah. worse than a cigar that doesn't draw. You get a cigar that doesn't draw, I'm not going through it for one minute. I give up right away and I'm going to another. Uh in the oddball chance that that happens from, from the manufacturers that we deal with, uh, hey, stuff happens, right? Sure. So, but to go through that process of human cigars and to pay that kind of money, jeez. There's you know. been manufacturers that you, you complain to them and say, listen, we got a box of cigars that didn't draw. They'll request the entire shipment come back, and they'll send you yeah. new ones because they don't want to risk, oh, there was a problem in, in manufacturing. We found it. We thought we got all those. Send them all back. There's new ones on the way right now. We're so sorry. It's bad. It's bad news when you have cigars that don't draw. When the embargo lifts, I am going to be petrified that we're going to get a whole bunch of cigars and they're not going to draw. We're going to have problems with them, and we're going to have to do the right thing to the customer. You know, it's not their fault either, right. but you make right by the customer. But we're not going to get right by Fidel Castro. You think I'm, I'm going to say, "Listen, I got all these cigars. They didn't draw. Right. You, you owe me this." They're going to say, "Yeah, to hell with you." Go pound sand. Buddy. Yeah. 
So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be short-lived when it happens. They better step it up. They've improved a bit, but, I mean, they're far ways away from what uh, Olive is doing here today. Right. I mean, they're a, they're a far cry away from that. I, I just told you I smoked a cigar that seemed like it wasn't going to draw, and it drew, drew perfectly. They're draw-testing these things. They're testing every single thing. Everyone's going to come out perfect. You know what? It's, a, it's And you're talking about, a you know, <sighs> if this cigar was a regular cane or something, you're talking about a $7 cigar, not $30, $40. And it's interesting to see how technology has improved such a simple, simple thing. Rolled up leaves, you put it in a draw tester machine, and you test the percentage, and you know if your roller, who's doing it old school by yeah, hand, right. if your roller has this craft down or not, and... You can you can produce almost a hundred percent perfectly drawing cigars yeah. that way. That's the problem that you know, we, we talked about cheaper cigars and yes they are still premium cigars, but you know, when they're trying new rollers out, they don't put the new roller on the expensive cigar. They put the roller on the cheap cigar. <laughs> if he's gonna make a mistake, let it happen on cheap cigar. When you buy cheaper cigars, you do run the risk of having it because you have Somewhat of an amateur, the guy's not doesn't have years of experience uh, making cigars. At that point, you run the risk of uh, a bad drawer, underfilled. You know, yeah. underfilled can be just as bad. You'll get a drawer out of it, but what's the, what's the sense, right? Uh, no taste, no no follow up on the cigar. Uh, I said earlier, uh, I forgot the DeLorean today. Oh, my God, I forgot it because we do have some tickets left, so I wanted to bring it here and just wrap it up. 37 yeah. is the number uh, last time I checked. Okay, so 37 tickets left for uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop's 28th anniversary. That party is going to be on September 25th at the Burroughs in Haverhill. Uh, it's $200 a ticket to go. A lot of money for a ticket to go to a cigar dinner. But let me tell you, you're going to walk through the door. You get 15 cigars right off the bat, so there's your money back. Uh, you go into cocktail mode for an hour. Then you go into another room where the cigar dinner is already set up. There's going to be a, a great band, great comedians, uh, and the game begins. The game is elimination, and as the night goes on, teams of people are eliminated. The who's who of the cigar industry will be there. Yes. Uh, you can meet with them, talk with them. They'll get up on the stage for a minute. They'll do special th- surprise guests like last year we had Ben, uh, I'm sorry, Jerry from Ben and Jerry's right. Ice Cream. Right. Signed autographs <laughs> yeah, yeah. for George Padrone. And, and that was dessert. <laughs> we had uh, some great Ben and Jerry's oh ice cream. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. So uh, that is September 25th. Uh, handful of tickets left. If you want to go, believe me, you'll never miss again. It is worth it. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't tell you it was. If it isn't, you'll have a great time, or I, I guarantee it. Okay? I guarantee you're going to have a seal of approval on it. No draw tester needed. Right. It's, it's perfect every single time. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And somebody walks out with the DeLorean, uh, 1982 DeLorean, 10,000 miles on it. It's got the going doors. It's the icon from Back to the Future. And it's the better of the two models. Right. It's the five-speed <clears throat> on the floor. Um, and, um, you know, listen, if, if you say, I really don't want a DeLorean, and you win that, there's plenty of guys that are going to be there with cash in hand to take that away from you. Oh, yeah. I heard a couple of people already talking about what they're willing to spend on. I'm not going to say. Yeah. But. So, uh, <sighs> yeah, it can be a lot of fun, and um, we'll go there. So, uh, anyway, uh, moving along, uh, this day is uh, May 18th, 2013. This day in American history brought to you by Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley. Stop reading it right there because I got it. Let's get ready to <laughs> heard of epic rap battle and now it's time for the epic battle for this day in american classic history is looking at you kid 
featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, did the work for me. Thank you. You're welcome. That's awesome. This is Chuck Morrison versus Mr. Jonathan, and uh, it is, uh, guess what year? Because all this happened today, May 18th. All right. What year is the question without going over? And I am the champion. So you get to go first. Okay. We tied last week. I'm still ah. the champion. Why? Because he won the week before? That's right. Correct. Yep. So he's still the champion. So, Chuck, it's on you to take away the title from him. May 18th. Happy birthday, born today, Perry Como, American singer and actor. Perry Como, do you even have any idea? Nothing, I got nothing. Mr. Jonathan, do you I have any who idea is. who he is? I know who it is. Perry Como was born in 1909. Without going over, 1909, that is Perry correct. Como. Year one. The year one. Play in the wild card. Play in the wild card. This is without going over. He died in 2001. Does that help you out at all? That helps Mr. Jonathan. He was born in 1912. Mr. Jonathan, you got it. Oh, yeah, baby. There's a point for you. Oh, yeah. Don't be looking at my thing here. I'm not looking at anything. Yeah, no cheating over there, bro. No cheating. All right. All right. Uh, This is to Chuck Morrison. I know you've uh, done a lot of the WWE sound for them. I'm in. You've done. This is uh, wrestler Jimmy Snooker. American wrestler Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yep. Uh, semi-retired uh, professional wrestler and actor. Born this day, May 18th. What year? Man. Snooker. So, yeah, I think he was pretty active, like, big in the 80s. So, we'll say we'll say 1965. 1965. All right, I'm going 64. 64, and you both would be wrong. He was born this day, 1943. Oh, my goodness. Wow, way off. He's an old dude, then. He is an old dude. They they have a long uh, life. Uh, They have a long life if they live. Right. Because a lot of them uh, have died tragically over the years, a lot of professional wrestlers. Okay, back to Mr. Jonathan, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, American baseball player. Mr. October for his clutch hitting in postseason with the Oakland A's and New York Yankees. Reggie Jackson. You know him? Reggie Jackson. I know him. All right. Happy birthday, Reggie. He was born in 1921. 1921, he says. Oh, 1940. 1940, Chuck Morrison. 1946 for Chuck. Nice. There we go. I was, thinking, okay, I was go. thinking Shoeless Joe Jackson. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I guess you were. <laughs> okay, uh, to Chuck Morrison. Rob Bass. Yes. American rapper. Rob Bass and DJ EZ Rock. Rob Bass's birthday today. Today? What year was he born? All right, we're going to go with... Uh, I'm Rob Bass, and I came to get, get down. down. That's right. Um, it's like when that song came out, I was in middle school. Yeah. So he was probably uh, he was probably born in 1968. 1968. I was going to say 68, too. I'm um, going with 69, then. 69. Oh, you both are so close. 67. And 67 is right, ah, so nobody gets it. 
Nobody gets it. Okay, to Mr. Jonathan, Tina Fey, American actress, Tina Fey. You know her from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. She's got a sitcom, too. I don't know what it's called. Anything? Uh, Parks and Recreation, I believe. No. Nope. Saying no, not Parks and 30 Rock? 30 Rock. 30 there Rock, it is. Yeah. yeah. So Tina Fey, American actress, born this day. Happy birthday, Tina Fey. She was born in 68 as well. In 68. Yeah. Um, 69. 69. Chuck Morrison would be correct at 1970. 1970. Right. Say 70 for the double point. Should have done it. Yeah, you should have done it. Always uh, go with your first Double answer. point if you get it exact. I took the lead, though. So we got two to one so far and died this day. We're on died this day. Chuck's first. Huh? Yes, yep. he is. <clears throat> Elizabeth Montgomery, uh, American actress, born, I'm not going to tell you when. Okay. Be- she was in Bewitched. Uh, oh. Bewitched ended its run in 1972. Elizabeth Montgomery died of uh, of colorectal cancer in 1995, eight weeks after being nosed, diagnosed. I Elizabeth have an Montgomery, what is the answer? One. The year one. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan, what do you got? I'm uh, going with uh, 1940. If, if died in 1940... Yet the show was on oh, in 1972, and you got year one without go. Huh? Oh my goodness! Did I even say it? I 1995, year one, year 1940. <laughs> I you guys are idiots. You're both losers, and I am what? more dumber just for being around you guys right now. <laughs> John right. gets it. Moving along. Side happened up. this day, May 18th. This happened this day in May 18th, Rhode Island. Passes the first law in English-speaking North America, making slavery legal. Making slavery legal happens the first time in Rhode Island. Uh, 1780. 1780. One. Come on, one. Give me a one here. Year one? Yeah. Year one would be correct. Thank you. 1652. Uh, I don't like that year one. I think that has to be You introduced it, man. I know. It's terrible, though. It ruins the whole thing. (laughs) All right. No more ones. Okay. In Dorchester, Massachusetts, John Winthrop takes the oath of office and becomes the first governor of Massachusetts. Oh, yes. Uh, Chuck's for Chuck's first. first. Uh, That would be 1750. 1750. Uh, 1650. 1650. Oh, so close, but nobody gets it. 1631. Wow. Okay, uh, Apollo program. The Apollo 10 is launched this day as a dry run for Apollo 11 mission uh, for the moon landing, which actually, uh, uh, without actually landing on the moon, Apollo 10 goes uh, and orbits the moon. What year? 1960. 1960. 55. 1955. Uh, Mr. Jonathan gets it as 1969. So uh, we have uh, two for Mr. Jonathan and three. three for Chuck. I got three. No, you got two. You cheated. No, I didn't. He went year one, and I got him, and you tried not to give any point. I got it. Both... I got it. I got oh it. Oh, my God. There's more cheating going well, on. We got so. three more questions. Three more questions. Abraham Lincoln wins the Republican Party presidential nomination over William H. Stewart, uh, who later becomes pres- uh, United States Secretary of State. So the Republican Party nominee today. What year? 1818. 1818. 1850. 1850. Chuck Morrison, 1860 is correct. Mr. Jonathan, you need the next two. Uh, who's it go to? It goes Chuck to Chuck. Yep. Uh, the eruption of Mount St. Helens erupts, uh, killing 57 people and causing $3 bill
1980. 81. 81. Chuck Morrison gets two points. Wow. 1980. Wow. And uh, so that's it for it's Chuck. Over. I but can't I'm, I'm going to give you one anyway. Uh, the last one I have is uh, Facebook begins selling stock and trading on NASDAQ. This day, what year? Exactly one year ago. It would have been 2012. Incorrect. 2011. 2012. He oh. would get two points. And still not win. So uh, Chuck Morrison, our new champion. Wow. Chuck Morrison, this classic day, May 18th, in American classic history, brought to you by Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classics are affordably priced and inspired by popular cigars in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specialty-aged Nicaraguan long-filled tobaccos. Celebrate today, May 18th, with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Very nice. Yeah, Mr. Jonathan, boom, by the way, giving me a virtual high five on the chat box. Mr. Jonathan. The it's Mr. Impossible Jonathan. Because oh, the Mr. Jonathan. It's impossible because Mr. I'm Jonathan right Carney. Yes. Mr. Jonathan not, Carney is there. I'm not on the chat box. Yes. So, <laughs> therefore, there is no virtual high five. You get a virtual punch in the face, hey, as does Jonathan Carney. Absolutely not. So we got the Studio Tobacco Tour uh, stopped here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, and we're here till 6 o'clock with uh, John Gazzaro. So uh, stop on by. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got Gentleman Chuck Morrison telling us how to be more debonair, news from the asylum, and lots more. We're smoking Studio Tobacco Cigars, and we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. Do you think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Fortsack Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Fortsack Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better, it is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the Internet. 
I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-body taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm -hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. <laughs> Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy.
this is Rick Gatwick from Double Cigar, and you're listening to Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We're back, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This is where the studio tobacco world tour stopped, and uh, we got it going on here. If you like uh, cane and you like nub and you want to see uh, cigars being rolled, you want to get a chance to smoke unreleased cigars, this is the place to go, and this tour continues uh, after it leaves us, and it goes around the country, and they've been everywhere. Uh, these are truly unique cigars that they're giving out um, with box purchases, and they got lots of swag and it lots feels, of stuff here. It feels right now like Brian is revving the engine of his Raptor in my head. Yeah, that's too much, right? Oh, my goodness. This you, cigar You is got up, you went for the really sodary, sodary soft drink. Yeah. Sugary soft drink. Did you get the bucket? No, it's not It's not making me sick. It's just so strong. Unlike other strong cigars, a lot of times I'll get... I can tell when there's Dominican tobacco in a cigar, believe it or not. A strong Dominican cigar, and it evacuates my body. Mm. This is not that kind of thing happening. It's just right up in my head. Your head's going to explode. Oh, my goodness Nicotine gracious. content, a yeah, little high huge. on the nicotine or whatever. Uh, I, di- I didn't touch it. You know, I, I knew better. <laughs> I knew better. That's why he went first. Yeah. I, I, yeah I you're looked both at welcome. The, I looked at the three choices the sword I had. This, this is uh, the Cane Daytona nub that I'm smoking, and I actually like it. Um, it's smooth. It's, it's medium plus maybe, but um, because of the thick ring gauge, it's burning cool. It's okay. I'm getting through it. Um, there's not a lot of the, the cane that I can get through. The Daytona is one of them. Uh, I like it. I would say medium plus on the Daytona. Uh, once it goes up from there, uh, forget about it. When you go to the Cane F, it's, uh, you like the full-body stuff, that's the stuff for you. I mean, it doesn't get uh, much more fuller-body than that. But we're talking full-body, not harsh. No. It's not a harsh cigar. It's but a great flavor. Yeah, very, very full-body, though, uh, for the guys that like it. I'll say the same when it goes to Oliva V. Oliva V, very full-bodied cigar, I actually can smoke. It's one of the ones that, uh, you know, is, is known as a full-bodied cigar that I can go to. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go to the Lancero version of it. Probably Again, not. once you get to the thinner, um, thinner cigars, they tend to be even uh, more strength to them uh, because they're in the, to a thinner, thinner tube of it. So anyway... Uh, while we're enjoying, enjoying life to its fullest, and it's very important to be a gentleman. Unlike Mr. Jonathan, you have to be more debonair and more gentlemanlike. <laughs> this is a segment that we bring Chuck Morrison in. Gentleman Chuck Morrison, how to be more debonair. Chuck, you ready for this? Let's do it, baby. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? Chuck is a gentleman. You wouldn't want to call me. So, you need a gentleman? Nice. So, guys, just uh, real quick here. I, I swear to God, I'm not sure. I don't really watch much telev- television. There's one show that I do watch, which is The Office. I love The Office. They just had their season finale this past week. Great show. And I swear to God, in that show, they use the word debonair. Wow. Really? I'm trying to get the audio so I can play it, but there's a moment where... Uh, I forget the character's name. It's Daryl. Daryl, the, the, the warehouse manager. Yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. picked up by a limo, and he arrives at the office, and he's like, basically saying, I'm debonair. That's how a gentleman rolls. So I need to get that audio. It's like, he just said debonair. No kidding. Yeah, so i got to find that. Anyways, this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never, ever, ever be subtracted from one's life. Today, we're going to talk about becoming the boss of your life. 
allocating resources the gentleman's way. Let's face it, guys. Individuals face the same challenges as businesses when it comes to wisely allocating our resources. For us gentlemen, Dave and Mr. Jonathan, our most precious resources are typically time and money. Agree? Yes. Well, each of us have several competing departments in our life, much like a business does. Wife. Family, wife, work, education, religion, friends, etc., all vying for the slice of this limited pie. A good way to evaluate what's really important in our lives is to simply look at how we're allocating our resources. Simply follow the time and money trail, and you'll find exactly what a man truly values, rather than simply what he says he values. Imagine an independent analyst, Dave and Mr. Jonathan, opening up the ledger book of your life and looking over reports detailing the way that you spend, that you actually spend your time and money. You may tell the analyst that your value, you know, values are education, fitness, spending time with your wife, for example, but what the analyst sees in the ledger book of your life might be something like this. Surfing the internet, 22 hours. Yeah. Actual work, 20 hours. Facebook, 8 hours. Hanging out with friends, 7 hours. Spending time with your wife, 6 hours. Studying for your education, 3 hours. Working out, 2 hours. Reading for pleasure, 0. What conclusion would an analyst draw about your core values? Would it show a man who makes his wife, fitness, and education his top priorities? I know it might seem a little cynical, to look at every single aspect of your life, even your personal relationships, in a purely data-driven, budgetary light. But I think examining your own methods of resource allocation is a useful way to measure whether you're actually walking the walk when it comes to your core values and accomplishing your goals. It keeps you honest about the gentleman you say you want to be and the gentleman you really are. All you need to do is simply conduct an audit of how you're actually currently spending your resources. Gather and record this data for a week and just see what the evidence shows. It's not good. I'm a failure. <laughs> I am a total failure. So what do you do? What do you do? You create new goals for how you want to better utilize your or resources. Or just change the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> Ask yourself what a stranger who examined the data would conclude about what things you say you value most. And if it lines up with your values, awesome. Just like a business, we need to be intentional with how we distribute our limited resources. This is why it's so important that you purposely allocate your resources so that they line up with your values and long-term goals. If you're currently spending time and money, doesn't reflect your ideals and values, it's start, it start time to start making concrete, intentional goals so that reality better matches your desires. Lastly, just keep track of how you're allocating your resources. Are you spending your time and money on the things that you say you value most? Are you congruent in your values and your actions? Become the boss of your life by managing your personal resources. The Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you Debonair, baby? And, uh, geez, Debonair, uh, we're going to have them on next week. Actually, uh, the creator and uh, of... Um of Debonair uh, Cigars and Rob Phil Zangi. Uh, Phil was uh, actually the creator of Indian Tobacco Cigars. Later on, uh, Rocky Patel joined him as a partner, and he sold out later on to Rocky Patel. He'll tell us about that and lots more. We're going to have him on yeah. next week, and we're going to smoke Debonair Cigars. What so, uh, an event we have planned, Chuck. So, so you better have a good one because he's going to be here. Yeah, so uh, the pressure on. is on for you. Maybe I should put the pressure on him. Oh. oh, all right. Is that's that's interesting. interesting. I am. We are going to have a spectacular event with him where uh, people can get debonair and save half the money doing it. Because it costs a lot of money to get debonair. It does. You're going to dress right. It costs oh, yeah. a lot of money. But how about if we cut that right in half just for trying a debonair? 
that's what we got planned for next week. Interesting. So we're going to have him up here, and um, we're going to do that in Salem next week, right? Uh, we were doing the show in Salem, yeah. Yeah, so we'll do that in Salem next week. Um, so uh, uh, TV. Uh, we were mentioning uh, you're watching TV shows. Have you ever seen the Duck Dynasty, Duck Dynasty show? <laughs> I've not seen an entire episode, but occasionally I'd be flipping through the channels late at night trying to find something to fall asleep to, and I have seen the show. Well, uh, Duck Dynasty, uh, super fans of Duck Dynasty should uh, get all excited because new cigars have been announced this week. Um, and uh, it's a collaboration between uh, Duck Commander and uh, um, the uh, company showcased on a and show, um, Duck Dynasty. Uh, exciting new partnership between Ted Cigar and Duck Commander um, for a cigar and um, of the Kentucky-based cigar company. I wonder if they're going to use Kentucky tobacco because everybody's talking about that right now. I don't know. But uh, we look for a new cigar from Duck Dynasty. Um, that will be hitting soon. We'll uh, we'll see it at the trade show. Maybe we'll get uh, an advanced uh, tasting of it. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you, there has never been a lot of luck when people try this stuff. Mm. Never mind a lot of duck, but not a lot of luck. Hey. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the key to this, who's ever making this, the key to it is to make a cigar at the right value. Uh, and what they tend to do is go over and charge an awful lot of money for a, a mediocre cigar so that... Uh, you know, everybody can have their hands in the till and take advantage of a, uh, a popular running show. Right. Uh, so I don't know that that's going to happen, but uh, if they haven't priced it yet, be careful uh, because uh, cigar smokers are pretty keen to that. And if the cigar doesn't have what it, uh, what it should for what the value is, it usually goes sour. But uh, that um, remains to be seen. So anyway, uh, it, it's time for news from the asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Robbing a bank. It's time for news oh. from the insane asylum. <laughs> Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right, that's Asylum. 6x80. 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 Have you seen it? flies a country mile. That's how you played basketball with it. It's unbelievable. And what a mess it must be. Oh, it's like a brick of ash. Robbing a bank is never as glamorous as it looks in the movies. But hey, at least in real life, you don't have to worry about some muscle-bound action movie hero busting in and slapping you to the ground. That is unless your name is Matthew Rogers and you decide to rob a bank that Eddie Peoples Army Staff Sergeant and Iraq War Veteran happens to be visiting. Rogers walked into a Bank of America in Sarasota, Florida, and pulled out a gun, otherwise known as Strike One. Yeah. He then proceeded to wave it around and pointed at random people in the bank. Peoples and his two sons initially laughed at Rogers, thinking that the robbery was a joke. But to confirm his seriousness, Rogers then pointed the gun at Peoples and his children. Yeah. Strike two. Here we go. Upon detecting the threat to his kids, Peoples went straight into Papa Bear mode constructing a barricade around them from some nearby chairs, and then he switched over from fatherly instinct to army instinct. There we go. Look out. Rogers had the bank tellers 
fill a grocery bag with money, and on his way out, he warned that, quotes, big black guy should not try to stop him, and if he did, the kid will get it, Rogers added. Yeah. Gesturing with a gun toward people's sons. Threat directly at the son. Strike three. Yeah. Peoples could not let that pass. His threat delivered, Rogers fled from the building and ran to his car, and Peoples followed. Before Rogers could speed away, Peoples jumped into his van and blocked him in, realizing that he was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Rogers then decided that the only appropriate course of action was to try and jack the rock's van. An idea that ranks right up there on the stupidity scale with using a toaster as a masturbatory aid. Here we go. <laughs> the second Rogers put the gun to people's head, people's twisted it right out of his hand, or possibly just twisted the hand right off the arm, we're not sure. Here we go. And he introduced him to Sweet Lady Cement. People stepped over the puddle, the puddle formerly known as Matthew Rogers and back into the bank where his oldest son said, Did you get the bad man? People's responded, Yep. I got the bad man, to which the bank erupted into applause. Oh, and in case we haven't driven Rogers' insurmountable level of dumbassness home yet, his gun, the one he used to rob the bank and then condemned himself to a lifetime of suffering from his twisted gun hand, uh, turns out to be a realistic-looking toy. And the moral of this story is wow. never bring a toy to a war. That would be insane. That would Brought be. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho. And you know what's insane? The 6x80 is selling. We have the 6x80, and people are buying it and liking it. But as I said last week, I made the call. That's as far as it goes. We know 81. 80 is where it stops. We are the Cigar Authority. We have made the call. <laughs> it ends there. Everybody, you're listening. I know that cigar manufacturers are listening out there. Hey, let's make the 81. You can't because we called it 80 stops. It's enough of the madness. I want a 100. I want a 100. Oh, please. That's it. Just because. 10 by 100. It's ridiculous. I, I'm uncomfortable watching somebody smoke it. I'm uncomfortable even watching them smoke it. And I'll tell you, it's a good value because it's under $10, that big giant it's cigar. It's like 15 pounds of tobacco. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's asylum. <laughs> so uh, we have the studio tobacco going on here. Uh, we have a cigar roller rolling the cigars. We have uh, lots of swag. They got those nice hats. You like that hat? His name is Brian. He likes long walks off of short things. He likes and, uh, dancing. You ask him. He, he likes. Will, he will perform a pirouette for you. He did the um, starting pose. What do you call that? First, first, first position. First position. That's yeah, as far as he went. This he is the first position. In cowgirl boots. It, it looks like a duck walk type of thing with it. Your, your, your uh, heels are touching. And yeah. Your toes are pointed, pointed out. out. And he stood there and he and he kind of put his arms out. And it was not uh, on camera, though. <laughs> Chicken. Jonathan was no. ready to start dancing with him. Yes, I was ready yeah. for a, a battle. Yeah. You were ready. I was ready. He brought it on. He did a little talk. But then you said, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. He won. And then he backed off. Backed right off. So that, that's how you play, huh? That's Mr. It. Jonathan it won. It doesn't matter. He to means me. it. He gets up. He doesn't spin. He don't care. But uh, <laughs> he, he was, uh, was kind of shocked. He, he didn't know it was coming. Yeah, From left field, here it right comes. Right out of left field. Yeah. Planned for weeks in advance yeah. <laughs> by his, uh, his, his boss. Right. 
Well, the year of, the year of fairness, you, did, you had no idea. Well, yeah, that's true. But I'm always ready to throw down dance-wise. Right. Always, always it's ready. always a competition, as you say. Everything is. Everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're being quiet with each other right now, John and <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I, but we have uh, we still have uh, about four hours left of Brian here. I think uh, if we get enough people down here, I think we can make him do a little little something. I want to I want to know how they get on their little tippy toes, toe shoes. There's a little block of wood. Yeah, but still to to have all of the weight. Now he's how uh, it's wrapped and it holds your foot. Really, he's a he's a big <clears throat> big dude, man. Now what's interesting about he was showing me some rolling techniques. He let me sit down at his table. Yeah. As you know, I'm an amateur roller now because I've done. Seven, One. Seven cigars. Oh, seven cigars. And uh, so I asked him, would you mind if I try to apply a wrapper? Because I've only unwrapped and then rewrapped. Oh, and yeah, said, yeah, yeah. absolutely, showed me how to cut it. And they do something different at Oliva when it comes to the wrapper. So many people that wrap cigars, and I know because I unrolled them, they wrap the cigars with a very straight cut on the leaf. Yeah. And Oliva cuts a L shape like what a knight would perform on a, on a uh, chessboard. So they cut this big kind of goofy L shape out of the, the leaf. So at the end, when they finish the wrapping of it, the, the whole wrap itself becomes a first and second cap. So when they put the end cap, even though you can't see three caps, it's really a triple cap cigar. Remarkable. Hmm. And not a lot of waste. Not a lot of waste That's at all. That's the key. Because yeah. you're talking pristine wrapper, which is expensive. Yeah. So they get a beautiful wrapper and stuff, and they try to utilize whatever they can out of it and make it nice. And uh, he's got a, you know, uh, now I know because he's a dancer, he's got a soft touch. He's not, you know, usually it's... It's uh, not just light on his feet. Yeah. It's light on his fingers as well. Light on his fingers. So he'll be listening to this episode later on. Right now he's waiting on customers and doesn't know what we're actually talking about. But he's a big dude. I wouldn't talk like that in front of him probably anyway. So I, I might. Yeah. I'm going to try to see if I can get a little battle going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's traveling uh, hundreds of cigar stores. Yeah. i got to find he'll out. He'll do 17 hours sitting behind that Raptor. Air-conditioned seats. Yeah. Unbelievable. Full yeah. sound system in there. Things all done up. I said, can you park it up on the lawn? He drove right up over the curb. Yeah. No problem. And he's a country boy type of thing with the, uh, the boots. Boots. He's got cowboy hats. I've seen pictures of yeah. him with the cowboy hat. And he listens to the country and western. Both Older kinds. stuff. He doesn't like the newer stuff. He likes the older country. Yeah. Waylon, Willie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, and the boys. So he's got that. So uh, as I said, uh, next week, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, he's going to come up for a cu- uh, two or three days. Yeah. We're going to have him up here. Um, he is uh, the guy that is debonair, uh, Phil Zangy. Phil's been in the business for a long time. There's a lot to get out of him. He was there before the cigar boom happened. Um, he, he created Indian tobacco cigars, and he bumped into Rocky Patel uh, years later, and Rocky wanted to buy in and become a partner with him, and he took Rocky in. And they went at it for, for and, and when you know the personalities of both, you know that it's not going to... Uh, you know, last very long, sure. uh, two strong personalities like that. So at one point, one of them was going to buy the other one out. So um, uh, Phil bowed out, and Rocky took it on and created a giant company, Rocky Patel, no Absolutely. doubt about it. At the time, it was Indian tobacco. But Phil uh, didn't stop there. Phil actually moved to Honduras, and he implanted himself in the tobacco fields, and he learned every single thing he could about cigars. Yeah. So uh, now he is finally... Uh, got back into the uh, premium cigar market with the brand Debonair. 
So he's going to be on here to tell us about all about that. And he and I are having a debonair off. We've been chatting on Facebook, and we're going to come in uh, dressed to the nines, and we're going to go at it debonair style. Now we'll we'll see because I've seen some pictures of him all dressed up. Oh, let me tell you, unbelievable! He can do it. You want to see debonair? We're going to see it next week, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So for Sean in the studio, for Chuck Morrison, for Mister Jonathan by my side, I'm David Garofalo, and we're live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Come on down. We're going to be here till six o'clock and visit and see what the studio tobacco is all about. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority this week and every week on the United Cigar Retail's radio network. And uh, when you're smoking your studio tobacco cigars, always remember, please, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Hi, Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices.